welcome to another week of Music Review Roulette, where each week we spin the wheel and listen to three original artists and give you our thoughts on the spot. So let's start it off with our first song of the day. Doesn't it look beautiful from where we stand? You could have it all, you just have to be my man. Thank you. 
And that was I Don't Need the Stones by Boo Boo Cubby, uh, who is a singer-songwriter, Sam Rodewald, uh, from right here in Milwaukee. Um, I think what stood out to me the most in this song is the guitar. Um, he has you know, Sam has a very, um, I would say, a gentle touch, so he's able to play some very soft, melodic, um, and moving parts, but then also... Uh, really creates a, a really cool, um, not only texture, but dynamic with the slides um, on that on that part. And um, so the song itself, just with the guitar part alone, has this really wide um, range of, of dyna- dynamics. Isn't it funny how uh, a person's personality comes, comes out in their music? Like you can tell what type of person they are by the way that they yeah. play. What what kind of type of person do you think Sam is? Well, I would I would say like you said, sort of quiet and gentle, you know. Um, and uh, I have not seen him play in person, but I would just I would think that he plays a, a very thoughtful, um, you know, sort of um, show, you know, yeah. where he's thinking about his audience and uh, making sure that it's not too loud or you know I I see him being 
very thoughtful. Well, I think very thoughtful with his lyrics, his lyrics as well. Lyrics as well, yep. Um, I really liked how, uh, with some of these lyrics, you know, talking about, well, I guess I take the song as um, he's talking about materialism and how, you know, um, your brain can go strange places when, you know, the media is telling you you need to have certain things or be a certain person or um, it can really, you know, play havoc on on your self-esteem and, and who you are and who you think you should be. Um, but when you take all those things out, you really are just you as a person and you need you, you take a step back and think about what you really need in life. Yeah, I agreed. And I also hear um, there's, there's overtones of maybe uh, religion in this song as well. Yeah, actually, this song um, alludes itself to a biblical story. Mm-hmm. Um, so he told us a little bit about the background of the song, and um, I think that's definitely an important uh, uh, thing element to him. Right, right. And I, we don't know if he was a music professor or not, but uh, we did see that he, uh, he taught at a college. One of our friends uh, actually teaches that. He's a professor there. Um, so maybe that thoughtfulness sort of comes from... The, the education or, the, you know, dedicating your life to, to learning. Um, and also these lyrics, you know, are very well done as well, very thought-provoking. So I'm sure, you know, that has something to do it, with it as well, being a teacher. Yes. Well, and Sam writes that, um, you know, he he wrote this song as a way to kind of um, express his feelings. Uh, he said that, you know, for him, coping with depression, he finds that the temptation of acquiring things um, and desiring statuses uh, among people grows and grows, mm-hmm. uh, but it never actually works to alleviate his depression. So for him, writing this song was actually a way to get out, you know, those those bad and toxic thoughts from his head. So I think that's a very mm-hmm. creative way to... Um, you know, for us musicians, I guess, in general, just to be able to not only express ourselves, but work through issues, because we all got them. Well, you know, he's talking about materialism, and I think that really comes into play with musicians as we acquire gear and whatnot, and that can be our own form of materialism. And I, I heard the best thing today, um, and it was kind of, it kind of made me think, it's like, you're trying to make yourself a better musician with better gear. And that's not the way it works. Very true, says the man <laughs> with a rack of snare drums in the music room. I do have a rack of snare drums. Not not drum kits. Well, there's multiple, but no, have, you're not crazy. I have two. No, no. I have two. No. But yeah, I agree. But I agree. It's not only just the, as musicians, wanting to have more gear, mm-hmm. but it's also that status of, I want to play the bigger show. I yeah. want more likes on Facebook. I want more fans. I oh, want more attention. More. There's always something more. So I mean, you know, that's how you grow as well. And you try to be bigger and better, right? But you've also got to be content in where you're at. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, great song. I love it. So Yes, thanks so much, Sam. Mm-hmm. And um, check out Sam on Bandcamp. And with that, we'll move on to our second song of the day. This game you 
That was Sabotage by the Southern California band, The Fire Ants. Um, You might recognize their name. They were touring quite heavily during the late 90s, early 2000s, um, and then took kind of hiatus. But they are back with their new CD, uh, The Upside of Down, which was put out by Firestarter Records. Um, And I would describe their sound as very raw. And yeah, punk rock. Absolutely. Reminds yeah. me kind of of the, the grunge. It's got a little bit of the grunge element in there. Yeah. Definitely punk. Yeah, yeah. It's not pro- overproduced or produced at all. It, it's got a very raw uh, quality about it, which I think the 90s really, uh, especially with like Nirvana, they, they just kind of got rid of that produced disco sound and 80s uh, new wave. Just said no. This is dirty. This is us. This is how we sound, and that's what I think Fire Ants has as well. Right, and I can just when I hear this music, I can just picture being in a a, a packed, you know, uh, 
Like a small club. Small club, absolutely. Lots of sweat. Lots of sweat. Everybody's moving around, and you're like right up next to the stage watching the band, having uh-huh. that real experience. So Lots I can, of energy. I can definitely appreciate, um, you know, more of that raw element or that sound. It, it kind of takes you right to that moment and, and know what those live shows might actually be like. Yeah, uh, they sound, she's got a very Joan Jett quality about her. Yeah. And in fact, that's one of the shows they listed as a standout show was opening for Joan Jett in L.A., so. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, and I mean, these guys have picked up right where they left off, so they were a pretty busy band in the 90s, and then I believe the singer moved to Olympia, Washington, and yes. didn't she work with, like, wolves or endangered... Yes types of wolves and yes dedicated uh her life to um helping out with um it, it was wolf like haven wolf international haven. Yeah, it's a non-profit right. sanctuary for captive born wolves yeah uh, located located in a small farming community out in washington so yeah, that's quite a big difference like you know living in nature in washington coming from la and then back to she moved back, of course, and yeah, right. so big change. But you know, kind of talking about the the first band that uh, first song that we reviewed, um, I could see how you know constantly touring and uh, having to be on all the mm-hmm. time and just being overloaded with all this media and sensory. At some point, you just say, "Hey, I need to get back and and find my own roots." And so, mm-hmm. um, especially for musicians too, I, I feel that a lot of musicians kind of go through phases where they just need to step back and reconnect. So. Yeah, yeah. Especially, I mean, if you have too much of one thing, you crave the other. I found, whether that be environment or music or anything. Um, so. It's nice to take a break and get back to nature and, you know, help this uh, cause that she was so... Um, and she actually still works for the cause, just remotely. And, of course, getting the opportunity to play music, you know, as well in uh, L.A. In fact, she is playing with Mike Watt, which is incredible, uh, their, for their CD release party on Friday, March 1st at 7 p.m. at... Uh, where is it at? It's... Um, DPS. Uh, oh my gosh, I I said that totally wrong. You'll know the place if you know Long Beach, California. So uh, definitely check that out. Mike Watt and the Fire Ants. Um, don't miss that. So awesome. Thanks again for submitting. Uh, we really appreciate it. Very cool stuff. Make sure you check out their stuff on iTunes um, and check them out on Facebook. Yep, and with that, we'll move on to our third and final song of the day.
And that was In This World, Not Of It by the Swedish band Doppelganger. And uh, this group is a very heavy group. Um, I hear a lot of those um, heavy sounds kind of translate to uh, deep emotions, pain, suffering. um, Yeah, especially if you listen to the lyrics. I know it's it's kind of hard to hear them at first because it's, you know, it's sludge rock, it's sludge metal. So it's kind of known for the gritty vocals. But if you, you were to read them, uh, and they, uh, sent them to us. So, um, I am besieged by the most cruel thoughts, voices so foul in a fraudulent choir. It's just like, they're beautiful, but they're so, uh, I guess, um, sad or melancholy. And there's, they're beautiful at the same time. And it makes me wonder like what I actually had to look it up. What's the weather like in Sweden? (laughs) Because I could totally hear something like that in our horrible, horrible winters that we go through here in Wisconsin. Absolutely. And they go through the same. Uh Ah, well, very understandable. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, you know, and those lyrics are extremely thought out and beautiful. And I think that very much fits their music. They've got these, you know, periods where you can hear the low rumble in the in the bass, and um, you can hear, you know, strong chords, and you can almost hear and feel that, you know, sadness, that heaviness, that, um, and then you hear the the guitars lighten up, and then there's sections where they are really beautiful, and the music itself is very thought out. You can hear all the different parts and and things that are that change and develop over time. And the music doesn't even really need a lot of lyrics. And so I think it's very fitting that there's a, a very small section of lyrics, but the rest of the song, it lends itself to just listening to all the, the parts. It's like a 13-minute song, and I think... I, I almost thought it was an instrumental song until the lyrics came in, which was probably like two minutes deep or so. And I enjoyed both of them, and especially... I, I really like the instrumentation, especially there at the end. That ending is so awesome. Um, I love the the drums where it goes into the triplets, like da 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 da, and it's just got that da 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 at the end. You know, it's that really cool riff that I think is is almost the hook of the song. Um, so you, they, you've got the and they sl- leave it with you at the very end. Yeah, I mean you've got a sludge metal band but they're also writing hooks inside of that which is kind of kind of rare but i i really enjoy it's it. the nice melding of, of different genres together i can tell that they are inspired by by different types of music yeah yeah there's there's a lot of you know just so much rhythm and uh the way that the dynamics work you know with the the build and uh there's catchy riffs in there and it's it's like this whole orchestra of sounds, you know, in mm-hmm. one song. And they talked about writing this album, Melancholia, was very slow, um, but they took the time that they needed to put in those songs um, so they didn't compromise. They really waited until they had that sound that they really wanted. I think it was five years since their last release, so they definitely put in their time um, thinking about this. And I think... Each song is, like I said, 10 to 13 minutes long, but I, I think there's only five or six songs on this. Yeah. So why do you think um, a band would choose to do songs that are 
you know, 10 to 13 minutes rather than your typical, Mm. you know, now you can hear songs anywhere from, you know, three to four minutes. But, uh, well, I don't think, I don't think they're trying to get that easy digestible pop song into your ear. Oh, absolutely not. Um, their music is more thought provoking in their lyrics and their compositions. And I think that takes time. And, uh, you know, it's not that three minute pop song or punk pop or whatever. So what you, what I used to listen to, um, what got me into metal in the first place was Metallica. And there would be songs that were 13 minutes long and, it almost takes you on on this like journey. There's a beginning, middle, and end, and it's it's almost like the storyline that you follow both through the lyrics, as well as as the music. Um, and I think these guys are following that um, through those early influences and you know sort of making their own uh, discoveries in the music and taking five years to do it and uh, sharing what they've learned with us. Yeah, absolutely. And unfortunately for us, there's no touring plans at the moment, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, Timpa uh, says that uh, who knows what the new year will bring. Mm-hmm. So this was one of our fan favorites suggestions. Um, so thanks again to all of you who uh, suggest bands for us to review. We always love new music and love to share it with you. So please continue to do that. Yeah, thanks so much to everybody for listening in general. And uh, we had the opportunity to sit down with um, Brooke from Shutter 16 Magazine uh, recently. And there's going to be an article coming out about basically what we do and what we're trying to do and how we are trying to help um, musicians in, in different categories of music that might not be uh, seen or discovered and uh, hopefully you know give them a little promotion and exposing them as much as we can through doing this podcast so uh, take a look we're gonna uh, post that as soon as it comes out on our social media channels so uh, definitely check that out in the near future Um, with that let's um, make sure we uh, give a big thank you to Thea for all of the work that she does um, and getting um, all the the media, uh, you know, outreach and uh, social media out there, and probably hooking up this interview as well. So um, yeah, thanks so much. And um, we also would like to thank the Shop FM, which distributes our show each and every Monday um, via um, iHeart Radio as well as their YouTube channel. And make sure to subscribe on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, if you want to throw some money our way, you totally can. It's uh, anchor.fm. And also thanks so much to Spotify for playing our show. We really appreciate that. And uh, that's done through Anchor FM, uh, which was just recently acquired by Spotify. So thanks to both Spotify and Anchor. Um, if you would like to submit your music to be reviewed, uh, just give us an email at musicreviewroulette at gmail.com and we'll see you next time. Bye.